Hey, welcome back. Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Remwick. This is the Bass Buzz segment of our show. And we are proud to have on air with us right now the legend in a short time. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jacob Wheeler right here, right now. That's right. Yeah, man. The studio. Dude, they love you, man. They lo- Did you hear them going crazy for you there? I did. I like that kid. Like 300 people. Right? Keep it going on. This is full capacity, Jake. It's full capacity here. Full capacity. They heard, <laughs> they, they heard Jacob Wheeler was going to be on the Bass Buzz segment, and they're like, we're, we're coming, man. He's a Hoosier. We're going to support the pride right there. That's the deal. How you doing tonight, man? man? I'm doing a great. Hey, I'm having a good time, man. It's warming up the full moon tonight. Hey, well, you, how about that? A lot of fish are pulling up, starting to spawn. I mean, this is about the best time. This is the bass, right? You know, I, I deer hunt quite a bit, and obviously bass fish. This is the bass rut. This is the time to go out there and, and go fishing, and them fish are pulling up all over the country. It's a good time to be a bass fisherman. That's all I got to say. Oh, man. I'm te- I'm telling you, dude. Now, now, where, where are you at right now? Where are you? I'm actually in Ohio getting ready to head down to Kentucky in the morning. Um, I'm actually a buddy of mine... Uh, Invited me to fish a little tournament down on, I'm trying to think the name of Yatesville Lake, I believe it or not. So okay. I told him I'd jump in the boat with him. We'd go have a good time. Hadn't fished him for a little while. And uh, go have a good time. This is coming up Saturday. So I'm going to go down there about mid-afternoon tomorrow, get all my stuff together, and uh, go fishing a little bit. You know, I think they're a little bit further along down that way. So we'll see if we can't uh, we'll get just a couple little bigs. It's what you do, Jake. It's what you do. <laughs> I don't know about that. Every once in a while, snagging one. Every once in a while, catch me a good one. Yeah, you know, no, more than once in a while. I mean, come on, dude. You, I mean, you're a Forest Wood Cup champion. You won the Bass Fest. You're a major league fishing competitor. Uh, you're you're doing phenomenal in the Bass Open standings and in the FLW Tour standings. Uh, I mean, do, do, sometimes do you just go, "Damn, this is happening to me." <laughs> do you ever do that? You know, I, I do every once in a while, but normally we're so busy, we don't even think about it. You know, it, it, the thing about bass fishing and about any sport in general, I feel like it's it's all about momentum. You know, when, when things go right, you can't do anything wrong. You make a good decision, you, you go out there on the water, you scrap all your practice, you go fishing and you catch 13, 14 pounds and you're in the middle of the pack the first day and you go out there and catch them again and make the cut. And it, it just... When everything's right in this sport, it's so easy. But it could go wrong real easy. So, I mean, right now everything's just flowing and making good decisions and, and, and enjoying it in the meantime. That's right, man. I mean, you have to. You have to ride the wave, you know. Yeah, oh, all, yeah, all you 100%. need is a tasty wave and a nice, cool bass. You know what I mean? Like Spicoli <laughs> says. That, that, that's, that's what you need, Jake. That's the deal right now. And you're doing great, dude. I mean, we're really proud of you as, as Hoosiers. Um, your success that you have achieved in such a short period of time, man. So just know that, dude. We've we've been reading your well, file. I appreciate that. That's for sure. I mean, trust me. If you t- if you'd have talked to me five years ago and today, you'd have been right here. I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> not, you know, not, obviously that was that was the dream. But you know, you know, five actually six years ago, I didn't own a boat. So I mean, you just put it that way, and you start thinking about that. How quickly things have have changed in my life. Uh, look back and man know that you're like wow you know i was really blessed to have the opportunities i've had and i've had some really good events and things have gone my way there's no doubt about that dude you are blessed there's no doubt and just think you started like remember when you were in that movie with um with miley cyrus's dad in that bait shop movie 
like when you were a little kid. Wasn't that you in that movie? That was me. I can't, I try to hide from it, but that was actually. Me. I thought it was, yeah, it and was you did good. And I was trying to make. I was trying to make a couple dollars so I could go fishing the next day. And it worked, man. You you. What was that guy's name? Hot Rod Johnson. You actually beat him. You actually beat Hot Rod Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of that is one of the biggest accomplishments that should be on your resume that it's not. And I'm kind of disappointed about that, Jake. I, hey, man, you know me and Miley were close back in the day, but when she cut her hair, man, I had to cut out on that. Deal she is that. a train like, wreck right now, Jake Wheeler. She's a train wreck. Are She's you a kidding me? Art. I can't stop. Yeah, I was a little scared. I'm not gonna lie. When that went down, she went down the wrong road, and I, I was like, "Hey, Miley, I'm out. I'm yeah, signing but, off on this deal." But you know, I'm like out. like most bad accidents. Jacob, I can't stop watching them. I just keep watching. I can't. I can't stop. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Hey, she. 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 Hey. Hey. It is what it is, man. She, I'm telling you what. She can perform. There's no doubt about that. That's what we hear. That's what we hear. That's. Hey, I'm. I'm. Let's get. Let's bring it back. Let's. Let's. Let's change gears here, man. Let's talk about fishing now. One thing that that I notice watch uh, from watching you on television and and reading tournament results. Um. You you like to throw a buzz bait, right? Don't you? I, I see you oh, throwing man. that buzz bait a lot, and then a lot of people. I think a buzz bait might kind of be a, uh, a, a an an undersung hero of the bass fishing world these days, don't you think? I would definitely agree. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a kid at heart. You know, I'm still I'm 25, but you know, I'm I'm still that eight year old kid that got out there and was throwing a was throwing a uh, a thing. Uh, a little popper and I was popping that thing along and a big bass came up there and ate it. Ever since that day, I said, Hey, I love topwater fishing. How can you not love topwater fishing? I mean, when a bass comes up and blows up on that thing, I mean, it just, it's unbelievable. And a buzz bait day in and day out catches, catches a lot of big fish. I mean, it's, I mean, topwaters for me are, 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 I've made more money in my career on a topwater bait than any other bait out there. You have to know when to switch it up, and, and a buzz bait is, is probably one of the most versatile out of the top water selection. So, I mean, I, I I like to I like to throw that buzz bait just as much as the next guy, and it's it's a big fish catcher. It, it really is, and there is a window of opportunity for that buzz bait too, and and it's actually uh, coming up. I know where you're where you're at in Indiana, and and uh, right here in Northwest Indiana, Northwest Indiana, that uh, that time of year is coming up where they just they just inhale that buzz bait. And, and how oh you, yeah, how do you tell that it, window it, of opportunity? Um, you know, for me, this is well, this is a thing. Okay, the, the bass are actually believe it or not, I was out on Geist Reservoir the other night. Uh, actually, last night I went fishing with my good friend Paul George Monte Ellis, the Pacers. We went out there and messed around, caught some crappie, went bass fishing a little bit, and believe it or not, the bass are already starting to spawn. And when those fish start to spawn. That's when they're getting up there, and they get protective, and they, they still bite it right before, but the water's warming up really quick. Water's 65 degrees there, guys, and I was, I was actually catching a handful of fish on a buzz bay, but normally it really starts to kick off right around the spawn into the post-spawn. For me, I'm going to throw that buzz bait a lot right around the first week of May, uh, you know, into May. May is a topwater month. If there's one month I'm going to have a topwater on my front deck, especially a buzz bait, it's going to be that it's going to be the month of May. I mean, it flat out catches them. It's something about you know the fish pulling up and spawning, and then there's a lot of fish that are coming off the bed, feeding up before they head out to where they're going to spend the rest of their summers at. So, for me, a buzz bait covers a lot of water, and it, you know it just it's a good way to catch a quality fish and catch a lot of fish. 
Absolutely, it is, and I, I've enjoyed some 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 great success in the past few years. And the trend seems to be this way too: of instead of using just a traditional rubber skirt on the back of a buzz bait, to throw some kind of soft plastic on the back. Is that what you're doing too? Yeah, uh, one hundred percent. That that's the deal these days. Back about I've been throwing a I've been throwing a soft plastic on the back of my buzz bait for about six years, and and you got to think of it this way: what it is is think about it. If a bass goes up there and grabs a buzz bait with just a skirt on it, he goes up there and he's grabbing skirt with just a hook. And, he, and, and a lot of times, he's not going to hold on to that. He's going to grab it and might hold on for a couple seconds and ugh, spit it out. That's not what I wanted. But when he goes up there and he grabs a hold of, you know, say a three-legged frog, you put a three-legged frog, which is like, or a toad-style bait like a lot of people throw, a three-legged frog like I put on there a lot of times. And he goes up there and eats it. It feels natural to him. Okay, so he's going to hold on to it longer, which gives you more time to set the hook, which means more land, you're more catch to land ratio, and I mean it's just you're going to get a lot more fish in the boat. So my whole thing is throwing the soft plastic on there. You know, there's no doubt. Number one, it changes the profile of the buzz bait, but number two, you're going to catch a lot more fish and get them in the boat because they're going to eat a lot better. Now you you mentioned the three legged frog. Is that are you throwing a toad type bait behind your buzz baits the majority of the time, or are you throwing a, a minnow like a paddle tail, boot tail? What are you throwing? All right, I'm, I'm going to break it down real quick here because this is this is the thing. I, I, I throw an Axe Game Changer buzz bait. I actually designed a buzz bait to be work with a, a soft plastic on it. You know, uh, accents that here uh, in the state of Indiana they're actually out there towards Avon. Um, in Indiana, central Indiana, and, and it's a buzz bait that has a good soft plastic keeper on it. And what I like to do, there's three deals, okay? First, my favorite deal at first was always to throw on a three-legged frog or a horny toad. Um, you know, originally started with a horny toad. I've thrown a three-legged frog. I've thrown a lot of different things um, on there, but that toad-style bait, you know, rivets, whatever you have in your tackle box can work. Um, but what I really, my favorite thing these days is taking a game changer buzz bait out of the box, trimming him up a little bit, and I trim it up. I so I take out like a, maybe a blue glimmer color, um, trimming it up really high the skirt. So trimming up, it was only maybe two inches, sort of making it like a finesse style buzz bait, and then threading a, a biffle bug junior and taking that tongue off the biffle bug. Uh, junior, and then you have two little kicking legs, and 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 that has a flat deal. It has your you have a flat little uh, soft plastic trailer on there, so you can skip it around, you cast it around. It makes a small profile, but that that deal right there catches big small mouth, catches big large mouth. So putting you know, a little biffle bug junior on the back of your buzz bait, ripping that tongue off, it, it, it's it's a compact deal. So you want to trim that skirt up real nice, but that's one of my favorite tricks that i'm throwing on my buzz bait these days especially in river situations you know when you're fishing for a 12 inch size fish or even when the bait's small that thing you know the, the toad's getting to where it's, it's getting a lot of people throwing it that's the new thing in my tackle box that not a lot of people are throwing dude you just let the bass out of the bag right there so you're <laughs> just took notes on my hand yeah i know ryan whitaker sitting over here to my left ryan popcorn whitaker is, is actually writing notes on his hands right now so you you let it go so again just so we can reiterate on this jacob it's you're trimming the skirt of your accent yep. buzz bait and you're adding the the uh the the biffle uh the biffle toe junior on there the biffle bug junior biffle exactly. bug junior yes and, and you're cutting yep, you grab that biffle? and you're cutting you're cutting the what are you cutting off of there 
you're cutting the tongue. So when you see a biffle bug, there's going to be two appendages off each side of it. Yes, yes. Which are more like your 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 they're, they're your most of your action. They're like your flap and crawl sort of deal. And then you cut that. You just pull that tongue off. Like it's just a little piece of plastic. It's basically you know like a beaver would be. Um, you pull that off. Little tongue. It looks like a tongue. There's yeah, yeah. I'm with you. In it or anything. You pull it off, and then you have these two appendages off the left. And you have an appendage off the left and an appendage off the right side. And it's really compact. So you're trimming your skirt up. You don't want a lot of skirt in your buzzer. I see a lot of people do that. You want the skirt on there, so you trim it with a black and blue. You can put a green pumpkin one. You can do whatever you want to do, white. Uh, blue glimmer if your rear water is real clear. But you trim them up there real high. I'm talking you only have maybe two inches of skirt up there. Where almost it's, it's, it's just a little bit higher than the, the, the bottom of your hook, the shank of your hook. And then you slide that Biffle Bug Jr. on there, rip that tongue off, and you have a contact. It's almost like having a finesse jig style buzz bait. You know, when you want something smaller profile, the fish are being a little bit weird and they're not getting your buzz bait and they're not getting your bait. That is a deal <laughs> that I've seen day in and day out and catch them all over the country. That, that is an awesome tip. And what size buzz bait are you throwing the majority of the time? See, I, have a, I only have one size. I like a 516. Okay. That's what I like. I don't want a 3 8. The problem with a 3 8 is. It's just a little bit too much. And, and, and with a buzz bait, you want to get your buzz bait up there and keep it and slow it down. If you have a too much a heavy half-ounce, three-eighths, it's a little bit too much for me. I like that 516 that I designed that. I, I have one side, 516. I have a finesse style, and I have a regular, um, I have a regular small, a larger blade. And so finesse river style, and then I have a larger blade, the original Game Changer buzz bait. And those are the two that I throw. So if I'm fishing a river style, whether I'm fishing the St. Joe or I'm fishing the Ohio River, I'm going to throw that finesse style. If for small mouth, for large mouth, um, with that exact setup. And then, you know, if I'm fishing for bigger bass or I'm over there at Guy's Reservoir, I'm going to throw that original game changer, put that on there, and go to work. Nice. Dude, that is a sweet tip. Now, sitting to my right, I'm trying to give you a little a little uh, visualization here, a little visual, is Dale Bowman. He's the outdoor writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. And he throws only one buzz bait, and it's that uh, Bill Dance one that's like 36 inches long. <laughs> I, do, I do no such <laughs> thing. Yes, he does. And, and what he puts, and he trails it. With a with a Zara spook, <laughs> and, and, yes, in a bull in a bull shad swim bait. So he's got the trifecta going on, and and he yeah, just wrecks him. He wrecks him, dude. He's, he's probably, you know what's crazy? He's probably the only guy that's ever caught a bass on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that thing? I was like, what are you thinking, Bill? Dude, I was like back in the day. I was like, what in the world? I remember I bought a couple. I still got a couple down in my garage. Actually, my parents' basement. I had three or four. I looked at them the other day, and I was like. Dang, they sold a lot of it. I'm like, man, that man, that's a bad deal. I'm like, a lot of people bought that deal right there. What I about mean, the? That uh, was, whoa. What about I the mean, dance and eel? I, I bought a couple of myself. I was guilty, but man. Hey, Bill geez. Dance, the best salesman ever in the bass fishing oh, industry. Hands what, about the, down. what about the dance and eel? Yeah. What about the dance? And eel? Now I've caught him on the dance and eel, dude. I no, have. You did not. I absolutely, I, I have. I've even caught peacock bass on him. God's honest dude, truth. You were, God's you were honest over there truth. In your grandma's pond catching him on a dance yes. and eel. There, that's there true. Go, that man. is true. That is you true, Jake. You could have thrown anything in there and caught a bass. That's all it was. Well, I was throwing gummy worms. I was wacky rigging gummy worms. It throws it in flesh color. Too. Flesh you could have right? caught him on a gummy worm there, probably. <laughs> if you caught him on a dance meal. 
Hey, we're, we're right up against the break, man. We got to pay some bills. You want to hold hold on for another segment here, hey, Jake? I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here with you guys. That's cool. We got a break. Well, I'll be back. All right. Hey, we're gonna put the power poles down when we return. More bass buzz on Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television with Jacob Wheeler. Don't you go nowhere. Welcome back, Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Renwick. To my right is the Viceroy of Verbiage, Dale Bowman. To my left is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Bobby Bergeron is in the house, feeling a little under the weather. And on the phone, we are back with Jacob Wheeler. How you doing, Jake? What about it, boys? What about it? What about it? Now, hey, I got a question for you. Now, I, I know you might have to. You, you might have to think before you answer this one because i don't ever think before i answer questions and that's my downfall but are, are you are you married to the flw have you ever finished uh considered fishing the elite series yeah there's no doubt i mean i, I this is the thing you know for me I, I got my start with flw you know flw has given me an opportunity to go out there and i, I truthfully i wouldn't be a professional bass fisherman without the opportunities they've given with the bfls and and the Costa series and everything else. So, I mean, I definitely owe them quite a bit. There's no doubt. But there's no, there's also um, consideration. I mean, in the perfect world, I'd like to fish both. I'm a professional bass fisherman. I'd like to fish a lot of events. FLW has six. I fish um, this year. I'm scheduled to fish nine bass open. So, um, you know, I'm sitting pretty good in the Southern Opens. I'd like to fish both. I mean, if there's no doubt, if, if that if my schedule would allow it, and I could run two boats and two trucks and make it work, uh, you could see out there in 2017, I'd probably be doing that. Dude, that would be awesome. Now, there's been a few guys that have done it. Like, Ish did it for a while, didn't he? Ish. Yes, he did. Now, this year, the schedule didn't align where you could actually do anything. That was the thing. You couldn't really – there was a couple conflicts on both FLW and Bass that you couldn't fish both. So, Ish will be doing it if he gets the opportunity to do it again. He definitely will. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it's awesome to be able to fish – um, both circuits. I love bass. I love FLW. I mean, but they both uh, they both are their own little deal. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And like I said, I mean, I I would love the opportunity to fish over there. Um, but right now, FLW is my home, and I I surely enjoy it. And you and you have made quite a name for yourself there in the <laughs> FLW. There is no doubt, dude. There is no doubt. Hey, yeah. I mean, I should... FLW. The thing is, with the cool thing about FLW, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you look at the guys that have fished over there and have won over there, and I mean, you look at half the elite field, um, as far as the top 20 guys, half of those guys are, were FLW guys. I mean, the competition over there is steep. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Hands down, you know, you have your Aylers, your Jacob Perosnicks, your Jason Christie's, your Randall Tharps. Your Heights. Those guys consistently catch them day in and day out. And, um, I mean, they all started at FLW. This is, this is a big debate a lot of times, Who which one's tougher, FLW or, or Bass. So you're saying that Bass Elite Series is stiffer competition. Is that correct? I would say, this is the thing, you know, I would say you take the original, I would say the original FLW guys against the original Bass guys, I would say FLW was, was tougher. So if you take the FLW guys out of the Bass Elite, FLW would have been tougher. Okay. But now that you have half of the hammers 
on FLW sliding over to the elites, I would say you have to you have to give the top. And I only look at top twenty. Top twenty is what you look at. Sure. I mean, there's 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 some guys that you know. There's guys in both tours that have tough years and stuff. But top twenty, top twenty, Bass Bass has got us by a little bit, in my opinion. Hey, regardless. It's still the big time. It's still the big league, whatever, whatever, whichever one you choose to fish. Dale Bowman, one hundred percent. I mean, there's no. I mean, like for me, I, I enjoy the format in FLW. I enjoy fishing. Uh, they have some great. I mean, look, look at the schedule. I mean, look at the schedule. We went to Chobe, Hartwell, Beaver. We go to Kentucky Lake. We go to Pickle. We go to Champlain. I mean, I don't know of a better schedule as far as fish catching, if there is one. I mean, that's. That's some unbelievable fisheries, and without a doubt, those. I mean, that's 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 some fish catching to be done. It's getting set up for the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball, is what you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> I think, hey, hey, three, I guarantee you, you're gonna have to have them. I guarantee that. <laughs> Dale Bowman has a question for you, Jim. Well, actually, I don't have a question, but. When uh, Pat was speaking a big, it reminded me that Captain Ralph Steiger wanted to give a shout out to you. Oh, Captain Ralph! Oh, yeah. Oh man, Ralph—he's a good old boy. Now Ralph's probably <laughs> gone back a little ways. Now yeah, he, he gets up there and he catches smallmouth steelhead. He does it all. He's a solid cat. Now that sucker can catch him. He, he acts like he doesn't know what's up. Then he go out there and be all modest and he'll go out there and catch him. Oh, that's terrible. not the Ralph we know. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not you, modest. Wait, wait, wait! I would. Can you repeat that? Because we're never going to hear this sentence again. We, we modest, <laughs> modest, and Ralph in the same. Yeah, thing. that's amazing. I want to hear that again, just so Larry can get it on tape. <laughs> we got it on tape. It's good. We got that. Thank you very much for we're that. We're talking about bit. the same Ralph Steiger. Yeah, you know? that is. It's a sh- it's shocking. It is shocking. Ralph oh, is. That a- must have been six years ago. That must have been back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's before he hit the big time. You know. That's before, before he started started catching them all. Now you ever see that show Entourage? On HBO? Yeah. Yeah, that's Captain Ralph now. <laughs> that's what Captain Ralph is. He's got like six dudes hanging out with yeah, him all the time. He's got a whole posse, you know? He's, he, it, it's crazy. <laughs> Ralph, it's, Ralph's going to drive over here. And- <laughs> <laughs> hey, over there and just give, give you guys a visit, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we're glad he's on our team. Hey, but, but oh. <laughs> hey, uh, where, where are you going next on the FLW tour? So we go to Pickwick. You know, we're to heading Pickwick. to Pickwick, and it's sort of in a different time of year. We're heading there, uh, you know, last week of April, first week of May. So, um, you know, normally Pickwick is known, obviously, Tennessee River, offshore, uh, wedges, stuff like that. And, you know, being the first week of May, it's going to probably fish a little bit differently. Yeah. So that's you know, like, cool. Look at historically a lot of the, the tournaments this time of year on Pickwick fishing those those backwater sloughs with the cypress trees and stumps. A lot of people don't even yeah. think of that, you know, when you think Kevin, of Pickwick. Yeah, Kevin Short won back in the day, cranking a scramble back in one of those. Now, I don't know... Ah. I don't know. I mean, he'll definitely. He he caught him in coffee sleep. Now, trust me, I do my I do my research. I always look at stuff. I mean, I remember all that stuff and write it down. And uh, and half the top ten in that event actually were caught around the dam. So fishing the tail races and yes. fishing for smallmouth and largemouth. And so I mean, there's no doubt those guys are going to catch them. Probably doing a lot of the same stuff. I mean, there's going to be fish spawning probably still a little bit. There's going to be some post spawners. There's going to be some fish offshore on the main river ledges. There's going to be really the cool thing about that event is you can catch them probably any way you want it, and that's what's fun about you know May is is you you pick whatever you like to do, 
and you go fishing, and more than likely you're going to come out with a few bass. Hey, hey, Jake, I'm going to Kentucky Lake uh, next weekend, and I'll be there for a week. Give me, give me some advice. But, but all you people that next are going to fish against weekend. me, don't listen right now. <laughs> well, this is the tough thing about Kentucky. Is I, I mean, I was actually talking to a friend of mine. Just, you know, he's heading down there this this weekend. He said, he said, you know, the water's still down. You know, the big thing about the Tennessee River is when the water's down, a lot of those fish. You know, it makes it more difficult to target those spawning fish, okay? So, obviously, probably the biggest wave on Kentucky Lake is happening right now with the full moon. You can probably imagine that. Yeah. But what I like to look for, hey, it's simple and it's easy, is just go to the marinas. Because when the water's down, it's difficult to get to those places where they're going to spawn. A lot of times they'll spawn on these flats, they'll spawn here, they'll spawn there. Go to the marinas, fish slow, take your time, find you a good little marina. There's probably going to be a lot of bass in there, and they're going to get hit. There's no doubt about that. But you're going to get to where those banks are steeper, and you're going to be able to connect to the fish. The thing is, when you're fishing flatter banks, it's harder to get around those fish a lot of times. For me, if they're on the bed or if they're trying to get ready to spawn, the steeper banks keep you in the strike zone, whether you're flipping a punch-out craw or flipping a jig or throwing a buzz bait. I like steeper banks around this time of year, especially when the water is low. Nice. I'm going to take that one to heart. I th- hey, I'm, I'm try t- that out. I guarantee you're going to catch them. I mean, you know, you know more shoot. You know what's up. All right, I'll be texting you when I'm in trouble because that's going to happen. <laughs> you just shoot me a text. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> hey, uh, let, let me ask you this. You know, with the evolution of, of electronics these days, Jacob, I mean, the, the technology is, is absolutely amazing. I, You know, I'm, I'm 47 years old, and I never would have thought in a million years that I would see the technology that I'm seeing right now in electronics. And, and, and the fact is that they're actually getting pretty affordable, okay? What, oh, yeah. In your, sure. in your opinion, let's talk about uh, uh, a fish-finding uh, unit for the, the weekend angler on a budget. What, what would you pick? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a question that's, that's asked me a, a lot because, I mean, let's be real. We all don't have $7,000 $7, to go burn on electronics to go find a bass. I mean, that's just not realistic. And for me, I, I, I've talked to a lot of people, and uh, and and for me, uh, Lowrance is, is my graph of choice. And, and the reason for that, I'll explain that, is because, number one, I really love the GPS and how accurate it is. I love the down imaging. Down imaging is very crisp, very clean, um, and it's consistent. You know, the side imaging, the structure scan. You know that that that's a great unit. And, and the two D. Last but not least, is the two D. I mean, it's, it's the two D is, is hands down, in my opinion, it has a large. Now this has been talking a little bit more in depth, but it has a larger cone angle. So um, Brand X might not, you know, might only have a a, a real uh, high beam or a specific beam, like say if you have a flashlight and you turn that thing on and it has a real small beam, but it's real bright. It might show you what's right up underneath the boat, but a Lowrance, its its beam is very large and broad. So you drop your drop shot over to the left-hand side, or if you drop it on for small mouth or large mouth, you can see a lot more. Now, the colors change, and when it's directly below you, it might be a yellow, or it's going to be more of a prominent color, but if he's still around, you'll still know if he's around you. So that's why I like a Lowrance, and for my probably unit of choice would be an HDS7 Gen 3. It's still a little pricey, but you're getting the best 
bang for your buck. You don't need a giant screen. Of course, it's nice. I mean, I have two HDS 12s up front, and HDS 12 on the, the on my bow. So, That's a lot of square I mean, footage. It's great. it's great to have that, <laughs> but realistically, you don't need that. You know, you, if you can, if you're trying to, if you can't afford it, it's great to get that. But you know, if you're trying to get it, you know, go out there and try to make it work. I mean, that HDS seven, HDS nine, uh, you can't go wrong with that. What units are they are they providing for you guys in Major League Fishing? We I think we have an eight. I'm not really a hundred percent sure. I think it's HDS nine. I believe it's nine. Okay. I believe it's a nine. I believe it's a nine. And, and that's I mean those those work real well in dash. I mean you know they're like I said no matter what you go out there you're gonna you you just depends on what's best suited for you. I mean there's there's fives. I mean there's. They're smaller units. You might not, the big thing is you might not need, you might spend a little bit of money. If you're setting up your boat and say, well, I, I don't have all this money to spend. I can't throw a 12 on there. You might splurge a little bit and put an ACS knot on the back of your boat and then put a, um, I think it's, a, I think they have like a, a Mark 5. I think they have a, uh, a smaller unit that's a HDS. I don't know if it's even an HDS. I'm trying to think of the name. They had it on scale at, sale at Academy the other day and I seen it. And I'm like, that's a great unit. It just has sonar. You might not need GPS even in the front. If you really are just trying to make it work um, and you're fishing local lakes around Indiana, for the most part, I mean, a lot of times I, I started with, with GPS in the back and just a, a graph up front. That's all I have. You know, and I used a marker buoy when I found them. <laughs> I'd a marker buoy out. I'd go to work. Little old school. Lining up the, lining up the trifecta. That's and, the- I still use, and I still use a marker buoy. And that's, I mean, that's... Hey, there's nothing better than kicking it over the side and, ha- and you're out there in the middle of the lake and kick a little market bill over the side and know exactly where you're at. Well, you know why God invented second mortgages, right? <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, well, so we could get 12-inch uh, fish finders, power poles, and a, 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 a $65,000 boat. And lithium batteries. Yes, and, <laughs> absolutely. That's why God invented the second mortgage for bass fishermen only. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. that's that's the deal, man. Hey, that's good stuff, right there. Hey, now you know you're you're traveling all the time. You're, I mean, you're on yep. one end of the country to the other end of the country. You travel out of, out of the country sometimes. Y- you see a lot of things on the road, don't you, Jake? You see a lot of a lot of stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you see plenty of it. Tell me a crazy road story. Get get explicit. I want to hear it, man. <laughs> A crazy road story. Yeah, like I want to hear about I want to hear about bass groupies. That's what I want to hear about. Oh, I know you God. got him. Don't you deny it? Don't you deny it? Sixty-year-old uh, like men with beards. <laughs> we might have to get off the air for this one. Oh, come on! This is, know, it's, it's an internet show. There's no rules. I like the way you play with that rod, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Larry, the producer. He likes that stuff. The uh, hey now. See, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, ex- I can't tell you about the bass groupies. That's not, that's not going to happen. I can't, I got to keep that one on the down low. Will you confirm that, that the, will you confirm that there are bass groupies? Oh, 110%. There's yes. no doubt about yes. that. Yes. Don't we well, know? Well, not even, not a yes. I will 100% yes. Hey, when, say, you know, let's get together and we're going to write a book someday, me and you, okay? Truthfully, I'm that dude, you know, I'm that dude that was so worried about catching a bass, I never worried about a girl. My life, I was like, hey, look, I'm not even going to lie, I, I'm still that way sometimes. I'll sit there 
Now, I'm not single, man. I got a cool girlfriend. She's awesome. She, she's in, and she lives in Columbus. She's awesome as can be. And I can't, I can't say enough good stuff about her. But prior to her, now, I, I'll tell you, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff that went down. I'm like, hey, I, don't, I, I, I didn't want to deal with it all. Trust me. There's a lot of drama. And the worst thing, if you get the wrong woman when you're fishing professionally and you're gone all the time, that is the quickest thing that can mess you up. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Bass and babes, so, bass and babes, bass so for and babes. Me, that was like, that's not happening. Like, if I see a little crazy there, I'm like, I'm out. Like, it's instant. It's not even a question. You don't sit there. You don't think about it. You know, there's, of course, there's those girlfriends. You sat there and you had that girlfriend like, man, she's so bad. She's so, oh, man, she's, I don't know, she, but she's so hot. <laughs> you're like, man, <laughs> man, you're crazy. Yeah, bass again. We've all had those girlfriends. We've all had those girlfriends. You're like, Man, she's crazier than heck. I don't know, but man, oh man, she's hot. It, oh, it's just, it's watching the train wreck, just like we talked about oh, before. You can't trust stop. Me, you sit there and you think about it. And you're like, ah, oh, I think I should break up. Oh no, 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 I can't. I can't. <laughs> but remember That's the time. Oh yes, yes, in the bass boat. <laughs> hey, Jacob, I'm getting the cue from the producer. We're out of time. I hope you had fun with us today, dude. Guys, I always, always have a great time with you. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Dude, and it is our pleasure. Best of luck to you at Pickwick. Best of luck to you in the Opens. And best of luck to you in life. May the bass god smile upon you, young Jacob Wheeler. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great night now. Uh, All right. Safe travels, bro. Hey, Pat Renwick, Straight Cast Television. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't you go nowhere.